And uh, there's always this balance between wanting to receive something for ourselves and then needing to do something for ourselves. If I help you to do something you haven't done before in a way you haven't done it before, you'll be equipped for life. But if I just come and pray for you, you get a blessing today, and next week you'll need another one. So I understand everyone wants to be prayed for and ministered to, but if you could learn how to hear the voice of God and receive from God, you could get a prophetic word anytime you come into the presence of God. So there's always this balance between personal ministry and needing personal ministry and just doing something. So what we'll do is uh, to try and squeeze in everything. Uh, we'll do it this way. I'm just going to share a little bit more on receiving the Holy Spirit just to remove some, uh, just some thinking in your mind and help you to receive. Then we're going to get everyone to come up. We're going to do some activations. And at the very end, I'm not going to go prophesy over everyone. What I will do, we'll just lay hands on and pray for an impartation and blessing on those who would like that. If God shows us something on the way, we'll stop and do something. If he doesn't show, then we won't. Otherwise, there's a pressure to perform that can easily draw us out of the spirit and into just striving to make you happy. And uh, so if you can be, if we can just let it that if God has a word specifically for someone, that he can identify them quite quickly and help us in that process. Uh, if there's an area where he needs to release something, that he can show us that. Uh, if there's an area that you need a breakthrough in, you could speak it out as we come and lay hands on you. But we won't lay hand, we won't take a long time to pray for everyone. Just believe that what you need, God can give you in an impartation quite quickly. Mostly the problem we have is we look to someone to come through for us and, and miss that actually it's God we need. People are just the channel through which this thing happens. So I love to lay hands on people. We pray for you. Very happy to lay hands on people and pray for them. And also watching the time now. So I'll share with you for about 10 minutes just on receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Just give you a little bit of biblical foundation for it and the basic keys on it because as leaders you'll need to make these things clear for everyone else so if i just if i won't take a lot of time i'll just give them quite quickly and once you've got the scriptures you can use the scriptures with other people uh, and i want to just give you just the basic steps to receiving and also a simple process for receiving now no one laid hands on me to get the holy ghost i just got the holy ghost in a meeting it wasn't even a pentecostal meeting it was just a meeting and i was there i wanted the holy ghost i just said god i, I don't know what this is is speaking in tongues holy spirit i just want i want to receive and whew, filled just like that then afterwards i thought oh this is unusual so i would pray in tongues i'd walk around the block and pray in tongues and i'd feel my spirit rising up oh this is great oh, yeah and my mind because i was a physics graduate was saying you're going crazy you're babbling you're stupid what are you doing what are you doing you don't even know what you're saying so there was a bit of a conflict in my mind so you have to understand this that your god has wired your brain so the left side is designed for logical processing you work your checkbook left side working doing some working out some problems left side working your right side is intuitive creative so when God gives things to you, they always flow from your spirit into the right side of your brain and come as a burst of idea spontaneously. Now, if you're Asian, you are used to using the left side of your brain. And very highly developed, like this, right side, like this. And so the first problem you have is the moment we start to talk about things of the spirit, we try and control it and reason it and work it out. 
but you have to understand the things of the Spirit come by revelation. Don't work it out, receive it, and inquire how to cooperate. See, all my life as a physics, uh, trained in maths, I did a master's degree in physics and maths, so you train to think and reason. And not only that, you train to find the faults in things. So if I had stayed operating like that, I'd have never got anything from God. So what I had to do was to be so desperate. I said, God, I just need you. Help me, fill me with the Holy Ghost. And then the God came. Now, the, the left side wasn't working then. I was just needing God. And so the left side was, I just got what I, and I had no time to process it. I just got it. Baptized in the Holy Ghost, speak in tongues. So then afterwards, when I began to speak in tongues, my left side of the mind was starting to argue. What do you think you're doing? You're a graduate. What are you babbling like a madman? This is ridiculous. Stop it. You'll go crazy. And I had to realize that my, that part of my mind had controlled my life. I had to say, be quiet. I can feel this is doing me good. I'm just going to continue to pray. Shut up. Stop arguing. And so there's a part of your mind will argue things of the Spirit. It'll argue against. So when God gives you an idea, gives you an impartation, it comes up into the right side of your brain as a spontaneous picture, a thought, an idea, just like that. And you can choose to inquire and work with it, or you can choose to judge it. If you judge it, you'll keep quenching the flow of the Spirit. So I realized then... It's not like God wants you to be brainless or mindless or never use your mind. It's how you use your mind. So before, the mind, the left brain would, hey, how can that be? Cannot. And it would just argue and be the judge, the final judge on whether something was right. And I realized then, actually, my left brain should not be the final judge. I need to actually inquire instead of judge. So now when God gives something, I'll just inquire, that's interesting. Now tell me more about that. What else do I need to know? How can I put that into practice? How can I work with that? So if you just inquire how to cooperate with what God gives you, then you get out of arguing against the things of the Spirit. For example, if God gives you a word of knowledge, this is what'll happen. So I look, and I look over and I see, and God suddenly drops a word of knowledge into my thoughts. A word of knowledge is a fragment of knowledge about someone. And I, I get the word grief. So I look, and I've now got this word grief. God has given me the word grief, meaning she has got a lot of grief in her life and needs help and ministry in that area. Now, the rest of me looks and says, but she's smiling and happy. She doesn't look like she's full of grief. You got it wrong. You understand? That's what your left brain continues to do. So at some point, you make a choice. Now, if your left brain dominates, you'll always argue away revelation all the time and you, you will dominate your life from your mind and natural thinking rather than let your spirit lead you. And those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So what I learned to do instead was, oh, that's interesting. doesn't look like there's grief there, but okay, grief. So how do I work with that? Lord, where did that grief come? How long has she had that grief? How do you want me to work with that and minister with it? All that is just a slight change. Just instead of judging, inquire how to cooperate with the revelation very very simple okay now so let's talk about then just receiving the, the gift of the holy spirit and if i just give you two or three scriptures very very simply and uh, then we'll just show you a practical simple way to receive 
and then we're going to get everyone to just stand up and we're going to, if, if you haven't, if you're not speaking in tongues, I want you to stretch your faith to receive and to start to activate today. If you are already speaking in tongues, you'll be praying anyway. No one will know. I won't know. It'll just, you'll have your breakthrough and just you and God will know. So let's just give you two or three scriptures just to get us just started. I want to look first of all in John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Jesus had promised the Holy Spirit. Now in John chapter 20, he turns up in a meeting with his disciples and this is what he says to them in verse 21 22 as the father sent me i send you and when he had said this notice he breathed on them and said receive the holy spirit they were born again at that point it, he, he he paralleled what god did breathing into adam he breathed into them the word spirit is the word pneuma breath he breathed He's a life-giving spirit. He breathed into them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. At that point, they were born again. They were changed. The Holy Spirit came to reside in them. They were born again Christians. They had the Spirit of God in them. They were saved. They were changed. They were children of God, born into the family of God. But then he says to them in two other places, wait, there's more. It's like the advertisement, but wait, there's more. So notice in John, in Luke 24 and verse 49, he said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. So notice, it's the same setting. He's with the disciples after the resurrection, and he says to them, Wait, there's still something you haven't received yet. You will be clothed with power. First he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Now he says, I want you to be clothed with power, and this is the promise of the Father, all right? Now let's go and look in Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, and uh, verse 5, uh, sorry, verse 4, he is being assembled together now. Now he's repeating the, the same statement, he's repeating it again. It's the end of a whole period of time, talking to the disciples. He's about to ascend, and just before he goes, he reminds them, again of the same thing and here's what he says being assembled together verse with them for with them he commanded them commanded not to depart from jerusalem but wait for the promise of the father which he said you have heard of me john baptized you with water you'll be baptized with the holy spirit not many days from now verse 8 you shall receive power when the holy ghost come on you shall be witnesses to me in jerusalem all judea samaria and the utmost part of the earth then he was taken up and notice what he said, wait, there's something yet you need, you need power, you need the powering of the Holy Ghost, you need power from on high. So he said, wait for it. And they had to wait in prayer. And what did they do for 10 days? What they did for 10 days was they sought God, they were with one accord in one place. And then Acts chapter 2, we read verse 4, how the Holy Ghost came on them and they all began to speak in tongues. So notice, they were born again, they had become believers, and a short time later, after coming to, uh, uh, to a place of prayer over a period of time, then the Holy Spirit fell on them. Now we, we know this, we've read the Bible, they didn't know what was coming. They had no idea what was coming. They were just there, and the Holy Ghost come on up. They began to speak in tongues. In Acts 10 
and verse 44 onwards, the same thing happens to the Gentiles. Peter's preaching to the Gentiles, and he hasn't even finished his speech, hasn't finished his message, and in the middle, the Holy Ghost, whoosh, they were saved and born again, uh, they were born again and filled with the Holy Ghost right at the same time. Now, over history, what's happened is people lost sight of the power of the Holy Ghost, lost sight even of salvation, and, and the two experiences were separated from one another. But for the New Testament church, it was quite close together. They got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, spoken tongues, and water baptized, sometimes all on the one day. It wasn't drawn out like it is drawn out for many people in their experience. So you may have been a Christian for years, but not been baptized in the Spirit. That's just unfortunate that's happened. And it's, it's historically, it wasn't originally so. And so we just need to become baptized in the Holy Ghost. So uh, if you read through the Bible, you find over and over and over when they baptized in the Holy Spirit, they spoke in tongues. In Acts 19, Paul meets some believers. He said, have you believed? Yes, we have believed. Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? We don't even know about the Holy Ghost. Okay. So he taught them, laid hands on them. They spoke in tongues and prophesied. They began to move in the Spirit. So speaking in tongues is foundational to building yourself up in the spirit life the baptism in the spirit is the initial experience to enter you into that realm so you notice that when people have been baptized in the spirit and speak in tongues they often can move in the gifts of the spirit but if people haven't been baptized in the spirit and speaking in tongues usually they don't there may be some exceptions i just haven't seen it yet so how do i get to receive the holy ghost all right i'm glad you asked we're going to have a look in Mark chapter 11, and I'll show you from the Bible how to receive, and then practically how to receive, then we'll receive. We've seen many, many people get filled with the Holy Spirit very quickly. So in Mark chapter 11, I want to show you something very quickly here. Here it is in verse 24. Therefore, he's talking about faith in prayer, prayer that gets results. He says, therefore... Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them, and you will have them. Notice, whatsoever things you ask for in prayer, believe you receive them, and then you shall have them. Now, whatsoever things, in, in the original language, whatsoever things you desire when you pray. So here we are. Number one, you must desire to be filled with the Spirit. You don't even have to know too much, but desire is always necessary. I must want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not, not reasoning about it, not saying, oh, maybe, maybe not, maybe it's God's will, maybe it isn't. No, 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 no. I must want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You must want something from God, first of all. You know, when you come to uh, McDonald's uh, and uh, you, you come to McDonald's, you don't just sort of stand in front of the counter when you've got the front of the counter and say, and they say, what do you want? You say, well... You know, whatever you feel to give me, then I'm happy to have that. Now, this is nonsense. It nowhere in life does that work. You know, when you come there, you say, I want a Big Mac. You know, or if you're Ernie, you say, I want Big Mac, big chips. You know, lots of sauce, you know. And uh, so we know what we want, and we ask for it. So notice what it says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray. So you've got to ask God specifically for what you want must want to receive the Holy Spirit, want the gift of tongues, and ask him for it. See? And he won't disappoint. He won't withhold from us, the Bible says. Jesus said in another place, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, he's not going to give you a snake. He's not going to give you a rock. 
He's going to give you the Holy Spirit. He's a good father. If you know how to give gifts to your children, your father in heaven's going to give you the Holy Spirit. He wants to give you the Holy Spirit. He wants you to have the gift of tongues. Why? Because he wants you to be able to be able to grow and to use that gift to build yourself at any time. So, number one, we need to desire. Number two, we need to ask. Now, this says, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe. Oh, I must ask and believe that as I ask, I receive the gift that God wants. I've got to believe. I've got to exercise faith. Now, sometimes people think like this, oh, I'm not really good enough, and oh, well, God would do it for everyone else but me. Now, that's not believing. That's unbelief. You've got to know God wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He has this gift for you. And if you're not sure that this gift is for you, I'll show you a verse. Acts uh, chapter, somewhere, uh, chapter 2, I think it is. Acts chapter 2, and I'll show you. And you tell me whether you think you're included in this. In Acts chapter 2. Acts, uh, I think I can find it. <coughs> Acts chapter 2, here we go, verse 39. Acts chapter 2, verse 39. <laughs> verse 38, repent, everyone be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Notice, for the promise, the promise is for you. Ah, that's the people he's talking to. For your children, that's their family. Notice this, and to all all who are afar off. Now, it doesn't say to some who are afar off. It'd be good enough. It says to all who are afar off. So the promise of the Holy Spirit is for all. It's for everyone. It's to empower you for the Spirit-filled life. It's for us, and it's for you. So if you think, well, I'm not good enough, that's not true. It's nothing to do with whether you're good. It's a gift of God. Going back now, whatsoever things you desire, number one, desire. Number two, ask. Ask in prayer. Number three, believe. Believe that as you ask, you will receive, and then you shall receive. So receiving follows the first three. Desire, ask, believe, and then I receive. Now, how do I know if I've received? Well, some people think you'll feel some big thing. Nope. Sometimes you don't feel anything. I didn't feel anything. I just whoop, 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 plain tongues. I, whoop, what was that? I didn't even know anything. I just desired. In fact, my desire and hunger was so great. Desire, Lord, come and fill me with the Holy Spirit. Blah, 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 blah. And it just came like that. And I had to be quiet because it wasn't a Pentecostal meeting. It was a brethren meeting. <laughs> and I wasn't supposed to have got this there. But I got it. Because I was hungry. And because I just, there was nothing in my mind that thought that I couldn't get it. I just wanted. Now, for Joy, who'd been raised as a brethren, fought against the Holy Spirit, for her it was a lot more trouble because her mind kept thinking, somehow reasoning it all away. And it took quite a little bit of effort for her to get the breakthrough. Now, it wasn't God reluctant to give. It she had a struggle in her soul to just let go and pray. She already had the gift. Even when she was praying in tongues, she was doubting she was praying in tongues. That's how strong the stronghold was. Right then, so what's a very simple practical way to facilitate this? This is how we would normally do it, is simply like this. I will lead, in a moment we're all going to get stand up and get to pray. What I'll do is I'll lead us all in a simple prayer. So this is what I'll do, I will lead you in the prayer to reach out with desire for the Holy Ghost, to ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost, to receive in prayer 
this gift of God. I'll lead you in the prayer. The thing you must do is you need to want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and be willing to believe this is for me and for today. Today, I receive the gift. Now, the last part is I'll pray for the release of the power of the Spirit over your life. And what I want you to do is just do two simple things. Number one, take a deep breath in like you were receiving. Sometimes just doing something physical helps us put our faith into steps. And number one, just receive the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, I receive. And then the second thing I want you to do, and we'll all do it together, is I want you by faith to speak out and begin to exercise the language. Just in your mind, just begin to think how wonderful Jesus is. Worship Jesus as you think about him and just let the language begin to flow. Now, you must speak. God never makes you speak. So if you stand like this, what are you doing? Well, I'm waiting for God to speak through me. I don't think anything's going to happen. Well, what are you doing? I'm waiting till I feel a shaking come. I'm sorry it hasn't come. But that doesn't mean you don't have the gift. It just means you don't have the shaking, the visible thing. Why don't you just activate your faith and pray? And let the language come up. Now, if your mind starts to argue, (gasps) don't be stupid. Just say, be quiet. I'm worshiping the Lord. Leave me alone. I'm just going to love him from my spirit. Okay? We'll all do it together so then you won't be self-conscious. Are we okay? I lead you in the prayer. You follow the prayer. I pray for you to receive the Holy Ghost. (gasps) Deep breath. And we all pray in tongues strongly. How about that? Are we ready? Okay. Now, before you do that, I'd like you to do some other thing. I'd like you to go around and hug about five different people so you loosen up because you're much too tense. Go and give some people a hug. That's right. Now hug a couple more. Loosen up. No formal handshake. Come on, give them a hug. That's it. Now you're talking. (laughs) That's much better, much better, much better, much better. (laughs) Now tell you something else we could do. We could come out from hiding behind the seats. Hiding behind seats is a very Christian thing to do. And the more I want to hide, the further towards the back I get. (laughs) So why don't we just come out from our seats, just stand as a big crowd in the front, fill up the whole area up the front. We're family here today. Come on, let's break down the reserve and just come on out. That's right, come on out. There we go. There we go. We're all family together. Yeah, just get it. I don't need that now. That's right. Come on out. Don't be nervous. Don't be shy. No one's going to ask you to perform or do something that would embarrass you. We love Jesus today. He loves us. We're just going to open our hearts to receive. Then uh, we'll get to lay hands on you and just pray God's power to come on you. That's the one. Come on out. That's the way. (laughs) You'd think we were sort of strangers in the marketplace, wouldn't you? Come on out now. That's right. Come on out. That's right. All the way down to the front. No hiding. I know some of you want to hide. Don't hide. We've got no cause to hide from one another. That's right. Come on out there. That's right. There we go. Okay, now before we get to lead you in a prayer, I want you to hug another couple of people again. Come on, you're all getting tensed up again. 
That's more like it. That's it. Come on, now you're talking. Okay. Okay, things happen best when we're relaxed. Now, I want to just, I want you to notice something. Because I noticed something. I noticed when you sat in the meeting, you all went. But when you went to the coffee bar, it was quite like you were different people. Now ask yourself this, why was I so different in one place to the other? It's because of how we think about God and church. That's why. Because you think that we have to be quiet. Reverend, no, 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 no. We're God's family. In heaven they shout, they laugh, they have fun, they dance. It's only on earth we get Dearly beloved, we need to be more serious. God is here. Now, I'm not talking about being disrespectful. I'm talking about being free to just love on God. That's what praying in the tongues is. It's about being free to love on God. Free to tell him I love Oh, I couldn't do that one time. That was being very free. But that just... Okay, so we're ready now. Loosen up. I've got you all loosen up. So what we're going to do now, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I want you to close your eyes so you forget about everyone else. Make them all vanish. Everyone vanishes. You notice? Close your eyes. They're gone. There's no one there. As only people around here are God, the angels, and family. Everyone, we love one another. Now what we're going to do is I'll lead you in a simple prayer to pray for the Holy Ghost. I want you to pray it strongly. At the end of it, I'll pray, receive the Holy Ghost. Take a deep breath and everyone speak in tongues. And let us praise this wonderful Savior of ours. Are we ready now? Okay then. I want you to follow me in this. Jesus, I open my heart to you. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to receive the gift of tongues. I want to be able to speak and praise you. Today I thank you. By faith I receive. I receive the Holy Ghost. I receive the gift of tongues. I thank you, Lord. And I praise you with all my heart. Okay, ready? Receive the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, come on us all now. Now, come on, let's pray in tongues. Come on, let's speak out. Let's begin to worship Him. Okay, just stop right now. Just stop. Now you can turn it on and turn it off just like that. Say, now this is time I want to do, I want us to do it again. And we're going to pray. We'll pray for 30 seconds, that's all. 
And when we pray for 30 seconds, I want you just to move your body because you're just excited about the Lord and you're going to express to Him through your new language how much you love Him. So we're just going to move our bodies so we don't sort of get frigid and tight. You see, your spirit has to flow through your body, flow through your soul. And I want us to do two things. One is just move your body. Two, I want you to pray as strongly as you can. And if you've never prayed strongly before because you're a quiet person who never speaks up, you have a spirit and you have the roar of a lion inside you. So just so you can learn how to do that, I'll just do one more thing before we get you praying in tongues. The Bible says, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Now, how many people are to do that? Oh, well, only the Pentecostals. We, we don't do that here. We're, we're living sanctuary. We're quiet and nice people here. We don't shout. I can do that at City Harvest. We're not going to do that here. Now, come on. The Bible says, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Now, before we get praying in tongues, I want you to hear your voice. So this time we're going to do this for 20 seconds only, 20 seconds. We're going to, on the count of three, clap as strongly as you can, shout as loud as you can in triumph to the Lord who rose from the dead and is victorious. Come on, let's give him a shout. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody get excited about Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Whoa. Come on, can I hear a shout? One, two, three. Let's shout to him together. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. Now, you notice you feel quite different when you've done that? You feel freer? How many felt freer straight away? You just break out of heaviness. We don't even realize how heavy, how religious we get. But I could tell the difference in watching you here and out there in the coffee bar. Now, out in the coffee bar, was God there or not? You're not sure. <laughs> was he here in the church meeting? Oh, yes. Yes. He was here. Now, you see, the problem is in the thinking. God was in both places, but in one place, you didn't notice that you were having coffee. The other place, you become conscious. And so we put on almost like a religious thing, and it quietens us down and shuts us down. You're the leaders. If the church is going to be alive and vibrant, you be alive and vibrant. Get alive. We carry the presence of God. We're the living temple. God doesn't live in this place. He doesn't live in that coffee bar. He lives in you. Wherever you are, you are the living sanctuary. This isn't the place where God is. God is inside you. Let him get out. Jesus is not just a lamb. He's also the Lion of Judah. Come on, let's do a shout one more time. And when you shake your feet, just do something. Get excited that God is inside you. Are you ready? One, two, three. Let's shout and clap to Him. Hallelujah. Oh, 
Hallelujah, Lord. Now pray in tongues. Come on, let's pray in tongues as we clap. Thank you, Lord. That's really wonderful. Even the youth would like to be at our meeting, I think. It's starting to liven up a bit. See, just as you made the decision. You see, you choose how much you give to God. Don't let tradition, culture, don't let your inhibitions hold you back from just giving your very best. Practice giving your best. And you'll find 20 seconds of giving your best will get more results than one whole hour of being half-hearted. Now, don't sort of settle, well, that's not me. It is you. It is you to be like that. In heaven, they rejoice, they shout, they jump. This is people like us, except they haven't got the limitations of insecurities and things. They're just in the presence of God. And we carry that presence. We're going to learn to express the life of God. See, to express. Now, He doesn't make you express. You choose to. And, you know, you, could, you can't tell from looking at me now that as a teenager and young person, I was quite locked up. I said I'd never sing in front of anyone. See, I made these resolves. That's all hang-ups. It's all bondages. God wants us to be free. Amen? So come on, why don't we just pray in tongues again? Let's just pray in tongues together. As you pray in tongues, I want you to focus. Maybe put your hand on your belly. Out of your belly flows rivers of living waters. Put one hand on your belly. We're going to pray strongly in tongues for 30 seconds. I want you to feel your spirit rising up inside you as you do it. Focus on the Lord. Focus on building now. Thank you, Lord. Okay, just stop now. Now, I want you just to pray differently. I want you now, we're just going to pray quietly in tongues, but I want you to focus your thought that Jesus is right there before you, and you're just letting this language of worship. The Bible says when you pray in tongues, you thank Him well, you praise Him well, you magnify Him well. So this language is a language to say what you can't say with words. Just let it flow. Just picture Him in your mind right now. He's your friend, your shepherd. He's right in front of you, and you love Him. As you look into his eyes, they're full of love for you. His face is full of compassion. He doesn't judge you or condemn you one little bit. He loves you. Now let's begin to talk in tongues to him. No struggling, no striving, just a flow of language. 
Oh, I love you, Lord. I twine myself in you. As I worship you, Lord. I thank you for your presence. They feel there's a different atmosphere here now. You can feel the presence of God, a different kind of atmosphere, different kind of presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Learn to feel the flows of the Spirit. Notice what happens in you as you pray different ways. You can pray quietly. You can pray under your breath. You can pray strongly. You can shout. So it's not one thing or another. It's learning to express ourselves to Him in different ways. So one of the reasons I encourage the clapping and the shouting is just to, and, and the moving your body is to break the, the heaviness that's around your body and around your soul that restricts your spirit flowing. Once you've broken free of that, you find it's quite easy to just get going then. And uh, many people, that's what's got the cap on them. It's like there's a ceiling and a limit. So many times when I'm praying, I'll just move like this. Why? I want my spirit to flow, and I don't want my body to just get tired and shut down. Okay? Why don't we pray again strongly in tongues for 20 seconds? Let's just do one more time. I'll show you something else. Let's just pray. Ready? Count of three. One, two, three. Let's pray strongly. Cool up. Come on, let me hear you now. Shula baranda ma se kala bariyata la bagara bariyata. Kela ba baranda ma se la ba 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 baranda. Ella ba 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 bariyata. Ella baranda ma kara bariyata la bagara bariyata la bagara bariyata. Ella ba 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 shikara bariyata. Kela baranda ma se la bariyata la bagara bariyata. Kela ba 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 shikara bariyata. Ella ba 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 shikala bariyata la bagara bariyata sala ba 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 shikete ella ba 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 shikala bariyata thank you lord thank you lord hallelujah okay just stop right now can i get a couple of these young guys come these two guys just come up on the stage that's right you'll do both of you come on up and i need a couple of guys to come and stand behind them two men to come and stand behind them just come on come forward just stand there face me this way face me this one over here, face me, okay, all right, just lift your hands up, now I just want to show you something, remember I said that when you pray in tongues, I said your spirit is praying, so if your spirit is praying, you're not making it up, your spirit is involved, huh? second thing is, when you're praying in tongues, the Holy Ghost is giving you the language, huh? third thing we said was that it begins to energize and fill your spirit with power. So what I'll do is I'll just begin to pray in tongues now. What I want you to do is I want each of you just to be open to receive. And what I'm going to do is just going to pray in tongues. And when I come over, I'm just going to lay my hand on you just like this and just release the power of God. Okay? So now, uh, in ministering to people, we need to be conscious that God is with us. The biggest problem in praying for any person is you become overwhelmed by their need, you become self-conscious, your spirit shuts down, and all you can do is pray, well, God bless you. The Lord look after you and help you through your problem. That's all we can do. So we're called ministers 
of the Spirit. So if I just instead begin to pray in tongues, and instead of focusing on his need for the moment, begin to focus on the source, the source of power, that mighty Spirit of God that lies inside me, I begin to, in my mind, begin to see Jesus, who is the answer to every person's needs. I begin to not worry about him now. I'm not even thinking about him. I'm just for the moment beginning to focus my attention that there is an almighty God, and I'm connected with him, and his great and mighty power inside me and can just blow through me very simply. And you see, there's an overflow thing. Now, I didn't have to try and do anything. I just feel with the presence of God. When you fill with the presence of God, it's natural. What is in you flow out of you, just like that. So you're called to be a minister of God, to carry His life inside you. So if you neglect your spirit life, there's not much you've got to give anyone except a nice prayer. God bless you. But God wants to do more than that. God wants to, to minister in us and through us. Just come, come on, come on up. I'm in the flow now. Quickly come up. Uh, just in case, come on, get on right up now. God will start to start now. I could start to move in the gifts of the Spirit very easily now. Okay, ready? That's, that's right. Just lift your hands up to the Lord, open to receive. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let your presence just come. Now, I don't worry about trying to make anything happen. I'm not trying to make something happen. I just put my hand on Him to connect with Him. Now, notice I'm not even going to touch Him because I don't want to be seen to be pushing Him in any way. I just want to hold Him and connect with Him. Begin to think how much God loves Him. What a great young man this is. Lord, I just, now, if I think about, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to pray. Oh, my. God bless you. You know, that's about all it'll be. But if I begin to think, oh, thank you, Lord. You love this young man. I thank you for your presence is here right now. I thank you, Lord. Your power is ready to flow into him. And I can, even as I'm meditating on it, it starts to flow. Remember I shared that meditating opened you to the whole things of the Spirit? I didn't even get to pray for him. You didn't get to say a prayer and power started to flow because meditating connected me into the realm of the Spirit. So you say, here we are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, just thank you for this man. Thank you, Lord, for him. And remember, if I start to try and perform, I'll close up because now it's about me and not about God. See, ministry is not about you performing and trying to make something happen. You can't make a thing happen. What you can do is be a, a gateway through which God flows. You can be a connector between heaven and earth, just like that. Presence of God flows. Whoa. Right, look after him. Don't let him bang his head. We'll have to pray for healing. <laughs> okay, it must be your turn if we could just find someone to catch you. Okay, just come on over. Just do it one more time. Okay, just don't worry about them. Just stand there. There's someone behind you. He'll catch you. So I encourage catchers, just tap the person on the shoulder so they know you're behind them, so then they're not nervous about falling over. Encourage the person, just receive. Now, sometimes what will happen is the person will start to pray in tongues. Now, you can't be giving out and taking in at the same time. It's just impossible. you you just got to stop and receive. So when people are in a prayer line, encourage them to receive, to relax. So if you just relax now, just relax, just be calm. That's right. Now, I need to relax too, because if I'm relaxed, the Spirit of God flows through a relaxed person much more easily. So I begin to think about how much God loves them, begin to meditate that God, Almighty God is here. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your great power. 
for your great and mighty presence filling my life, overflowing, Lord. I'll touch him right now in Jesus' name. And even as I had my hand on him, I could feel him shaking as the presence of God came. See, we are just a gateway through which God moves. Get that in your thinking. When, when Jacob had a, was running away from Esau and he had a revelation, he called that place Bethel, which meant two things. It meant he called it the house of God and the gate of heaven. Okay? So you are now the house of God. You are also the gate of heaven. So what is your gate? It's your spirit. Your spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit and the gateway lies in your soul. If you will open the gateway of your soul, then what God has given you can flow out. Amazing, isn't it? So, so, and it, You can see it is so simple. Hey, how do you do that? Well, I've actually prayed in tongues and I've meditated and I've worshipped. I've done all the things I've talked to you about. That's why when I stand, power flows. Is it because I'm special? No, I don't think so. Because God's desire is for everyone to carry the power of God. He said, you wait until you receive power so you can be a witness. So God wants us all to have the power of God. So why neglect the things or the basic methods he's given us for the power to manifest? Even young people can do that. Can we get a few young people? One, two, three. There's three young ones up here. Yeah, that'll do. Since all the young ones are having their own meeting, why don't you come on up here? You all look young to me. Mind you, everyone here pretty well looks young to me. But however, <laughs> why don't you come on up then? That's right. And I'm sure you'd love to get some too. So we'll, well, perhaps we'll just go uh, get this out of the way. There we go. We've got some young people up here. That's great. All right, are we ready? Okay, then let's close your eyes. Look up to the Lord. Now what I'm doing is getting her to relax. Closing her eyes is to stop looking at me and looking around. So now she's become aware of her inward life. I tell her, look up in your heart to the Lord. Why? Because I don't want to look to me or she'll depend on me. Now I can begin to start to just reach out to the Lord for something for her. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful love. I thank you, Lord, how much you love. And I begin to meditate. I felt the word love come to mind straight away. And as I just begin to meditate on the love of God, I believe it's going to fall on her right now. Just like that. Thank you, Lord. Lord, just touch her. Touch her, Lord. Now, as I... Just beginning to reach out. The moment I put my eyes on her, a word came to my mind. Now, that word that came to my mind, now I can say, I don't think so. Or I can say, oh, God, is that so? Okay, talk to me a little bit about that. And I've got one word. So I'll just begin to share what I saw. You know, I don't know what your name is, but just as I put my hand on you and, took, and just began to look at you, the word turmoil came into my mind. And I felt like your life is in a turmoil at this moment. There's difficulties at home. There's difficulties in your life and your studies. You're having so many difficulties. You're like a boat in a storm in the midst of turmoil. And God wants you to know he cares about you. God wants to take the fear of failing off your life. Part of the turmoil has been the tremendous fear that you've had. God wants to lift that fear off your life. He wants to lift the burden of failure off your life. You're not here to impress people. You're not even here to impress your parents. God is your audience. God wants to be the only audience that you live for and please. And today, in just a moment, the Spirit of God will come on you. The Lord says, I will help you. I'll help you in your home. I'll help you with your family. I'll help you in your studies. I will help you because I love you. Now, Lord, 
right now I'm asking for your presence to come on her, but I sense that there's a turmoil on her that God wants to lift off. So instead of just listening God do it, I'm just going to speak in Jesus' name. I take authority over that failure and fear of failure. And I break it off her right now, Jesus' name. So you notice I needed to be a little different in ministering because of the revelation I'd received. So how did I get that revelation? Well, I just got one word, a thought. Now you see, praying in tongues and opening your life, lots of thoughts come to you. And if I'd looked at her and tried to figure her out, I wouldn't have done anything. But instead I said, oh, turmoil. That's interesting, Lord. Where is the turmoil? Oh, her life is full of turmoil. Oh, really? Yeah, turmoil in home. Oh, turmoil in, oh, yeah. Okay, then. And then as I began to speak what God was giving me, more came. That's what happens when you flow with the Holy Spirit, then he gives you more. And he doesn't give you any more. Often it's because you froze up and got nervous. Just relax, pray in tongues, relax, and God will give you more again. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, just thank you. Let your anointing come right now. <laughs> now you know, now the moment I put my hand on this, you, because I know a little bit about what's happening in her life, I've got to block or shift out of my mind what I know about her. So it's just a matter of saying, stop. Now, Spirit, what do you want to say? And what I felt was a scripture just dropped in immediately. He turns my mourning into dancing for joy. I can just feel God saying, you're going to turn your mourning into dancing. There's going to be joy coming to your life. Lord, release that joy right now. Amen. So there it is. So we're beginning to work with the flows of the Spirit. But what I gave you today was the foundation, how to build that in your life. Now remember, the word praying in tongues is to edify, piece by piece, build into your life over a period of time what you need to stand up and become what God called you to be. Isn't that fantastic? Now, you can feel the presence of God. The whole atmosphere has changed. What has happened? Well, several things. One, I got you to loosen up by hugging one another. I got you to loosen up by getting out of your chairs. Then when you went back into being frigid again, I got you to clap and dance and shout to get you loosened up. I had to keep loosening you up. Now, as leaders, if you're not free, the church won't be free. You've got to be the freest, noisiest, most expressive, passionate people in the church. You set the tone for everyone else. So then once you got freed up a little bit, we got you praying in tongues, then notice the atmosphere started to shift. And then once the atmosphere shifted, I started to move in the Spirit. As soon as I started to operate gifts of the Spirit, you could feel tears starting. I can feel and feel the love of God. I can actually feel like crying myself because I could feel the grief and feel the pain. I'm starting to feel sensations, spirit sensations. This is flowing in the Spirit. Notice there was no struggle to make it happen, but I did do some things to get the flow. I taught you a lot today. I hope you really learn it and keep it in place. And don't, 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 don't settle down in the services or in your meetings. Keep them alive and flowing and full of people being free. Otherwise, you'll have the experience that we've had. We come into the meeting and everyone's one person. Then they go out and in the coffee bar, they're a different person. And the difference is in their head. Because God was in both places. It's just we put on a religious mindset of what was appropriate in one place and then we let go when we went to the other place. How imagine if the whole church was free, free in the Spirit. How wonderful. Why don't you lift your hands up to the Lord right now?
If we had more time, I'd get the young ones practicing on one another.